Welcome to the A to Z of things unseen, and today it's the turn of the letter L, and I've chosen L for Lalabella. I'm Alison Hilliard, and I'm a regular Things Unseen presenter, and I came across Lalabella when I was living in Ethiopia. It's an isolated place, high up in the remote mountains, home to 11 churches that were carved out of the volcanic rock in the second half of the 12th century. The rock churches have been a place of pilgrimage steeped in prayer and in meditation, tradition and stories. For example, it's said that the very idea of building the rock churches came to King Lalabella in a dream when he was on pilgrimage visiting Jerusalem in the Holy Land. And in the dream, God told him to go back to Ethiopia and build these churches as a second Jerusalem. So when he returned, he and his workers are said to have worked through the day cutting the churches out from the rock and then at night the angels came down and they took over so it was like a 24-hour shift of construction. I came to live in Ethiopia after living in Jerusalem and it was very strange to see familiar place names like the House of Golgotha, the House of the Cross, Calvary Hill, River Jordan in this remote mountaintop. I remember visiting one Christmas time and coming into one of the churches, Bet Mariam, about five o'clock in the morning, with hundreds of people streaming out of the churches into the dark, only lit up by candlelight, all dressed with their white prayer shawls over their heads, leaning on their prayer sticks, some swaying, some dancing, some chanting, all in time to the rhythmic Ethiopian drums ageless Christians caught up in this unchanging, unself-conscious act of devotion. I loved the churches when they came alive, but I loved them when they were quiet places of meditation too. Many of them are interconnected through dimly lit passages and caves, and you can see the holes that have been carved in the little buildings where the monks live and pray, dressed in their bright yellow robes, reading from their holy books, and everywhere filled with the smell of incense and the smell of beeswax candles. The priests are holding their ornate Lalabella hand crosses and their processional crosses as they go about their devotion. They let in these very narrow beams of sunlight into this mysterious religious world bathed in shadows in this sacred geography of a land that is poor and it is desolate but it's also very rich with tradition, it's rich with faith and with stories. There's this lovely story about King Lalabella and the story goes that when King Lalabella's mother gave birth to him, a great swarm of bees swarmed around him like an army around a king. And then the spirit of the prophet descended and said, the bees know this child is great. And so his mother gave him the name Lalabella, which means bees know his grace. And even today throughout Ethiopia, honey collected from those sacred bees is said to have special healing properties. There's the story of the column in one of the churches dedicated to the Virgin Mary. It's completely wrapped around with cloth. There's meant to be written the words past and future of the world. 
and tradition says that Christ actually leant against it as he appeared in another vision to King Lalabella. That is what is so special about the place. There's this sense that pilgrims who are buried here, that they carry the same faith as the pilgrims who come today and the same faith as the pilgrims who'll come tomorrow. In visiting Lalabella, you're part of a long line of pilgrims whose prayer has hallowed this special place and linked heaven and earth in a very tangible way. And that's what I take away from Lalabella. It's a place that's perched up very high in the rugged Lasta Mountains of Ethiopia, but it's a place that's a blessed Jerusalem to those who visit and that it's a place very close to God. And you can hear this programme again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.